Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Ross Aronowitz, the vice president for the law firm segment at CT Corporation, which is within the financial and corporate compliance division of Walters Kluwer. Hi, Ross. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So tell us about your background and your work at CT Corporation. My name is Ross Aronowitz, and I have extensive experience in the legal space, legal information, legal technology, legal services, both here at Walters Kluwer and at previous roles. In my current position, I lead the law firm segment for CT Corp. CT Corporation is a business within Walters Kluwer. Walters Kluwer provides professional information, software solutions, services, and CT Corp specifically, in a nutshell, helps companies with corporate compliance. So helping companies form, helping them stay compliant, helping them expand to other states. And yeah, I lead the law firm segment. So law firms turn to us when they're supporting their end clients, form businesses, stay compliant. So we help support them doing that. How do law firms generally support the compliance obligations of their clients? It depends on the law firm. Oftentimes, compliance obligations come up in just regular legal services that even stand outside of a corporate compliance need. So what do I mean by that? When the firms are helping their end clients do an M&A transaction, when they're getting financing, when they're being acquired or acquiring other companies, when companies are just generally need to expand, all of those have corporate compliance implications and even if they're not providing direct advice on corporate compliance, you know, it ends up touching on a lot of practice areas. And that we've seen that recently with the Corporate Transparency Act, where even firms who do not necessarily want to be involved in say, have, helping their end clients stay compliant are finding out that they need to be thinking about this new act. When does the Corporate Transparency Act take effect and what does it mandate? The Corporate Transparency Act is a pretty major law that comes into effect January 1st, 2024. So it is only weeks away and it has pretty broad implications. So it requires all qualified entities, which are most of them, to comply with beneficial ownership record reporting requirements. So basically identifying with a report who is the beneficial owner of each of those companies. And they have to file that with the federal government, with FinCEN, which is a part of the Treasury Department. Previously, companies could just form and be able to mask who owns those companies. Uh, but now the federal government is taking what is much, a much more active role in kind of corp corporations, right, which is currently done at the state level, um, in understanding who owns them. This is one of the biggest corporate new corporate compliance regulation in over 100 years. So it's a pretty major change in this industry. What is the Corporate Transparency Act designed to accomplish? It's really around money laundering. Congress has been concerned that bad actors have been using uh, shell companies, have been using creating entities to conceal ownership 
in order to facilitate money laundering, financing of terrorism, tax fraud, just generally illegal acts. And it's funny because a lot of other countries have these laws already. In Canada, for example, in order to form a company, you do need to identify who is the beneficial owner, who owns those entities. And that's true in you know, many European countries as well. So this is really the U.S. playing catch up in order to ensure that people aren't using these sort of shell companies to have illegal acts. What should law firms, accounting firms, and other affected businesses know about their compliance obligations under the act? It could be a pretty broad compliance obligation. So first, they themselves need to understand if they need to report. So if they are a qualified entity and they need to report who is the beneficial ownership of their firm or their law firm or accounting firm. But second is around their end clients, right? So as a law firm helps an end client form a business, there's this concept with the Corporate Transparency Act of company applicant. It's basically the individual who directly files the document and creates the company. And in addition to beneficial ownership, company applicant also needs to be reported. So there's quite a tight link between the forming of a business, the formation event, and this beneficial ownership reporting requirement, because it creates this idea of a company applicant, and that needs to be reported in the beneficial ownership. For CT, because we're going to be supporting our clients be compliant with um, the beneficial ownership, we have said that for any formations, we can act as company compliant company applicant if asked, but a law firm, an accounting firm needs to really think about what role they want to play and how they want to handle this concept of company applicant and how it affects just generally when they're forming a business, what their obligation is. So how do you recommend that law firms help their clients prepare for this new law? So as I mentioned, it starts in a matter of weeks, January 1st. To be more specific, companies that were formed before January of 2024 they have a year to comply, so they have until January 1st, 2025, but any new formations that happen during 2024, they have 30 days. Finson has requested that gets extended to 90 days, but it's coming quite soon, right? By April 1st, any companies that got formed on January 1st, their deadline will, have, will be actuated, and that will continue to happen on a rolling basis. So this is coming soon. So... To your question, how can law firms help their clients prepare? Step one is just making their clients aware of this reporting requirement. A lot of companies do not know about this. So step one is just making their end clients aware. And then step two is helping them understand if they need to report. So as I mentioned, there are some exemptions. Not all companies need to report. Vincent estimates 32 million, 32.6 million entities will need to comply. So a lot of them will, but after making your end clients aware of whether about this law in general, they need to help them understand, are they going to have to report? What is their obligation? And then step three is preparing for that filing. Vincent isn't accepting applications. They're, the boss system, which is the system at the report, is not going to be live until January 1st. But there's a lot that they could do to prepare that information, collect the beneficial ownership information, start preparing for the report so that they're ahead of the game. CT Corporation recently released its Small Business and Corporations Beneficial Ownership Survey. What were some of the most surprising results? The most surprising results is how little 
companies are aware of this act that is coming quite soon. As you mentioned, we had a survey of 669 US-based companies, 328 law firms and accounting firms. And of the companies, we asked some questions about, about their operating size. And for, that, for those companies, we found half of them needed to comply, that they would have to comply. But of those half, 74% of those companies where they will have to comply were totally unaware of this rule. They had no awareness that this act was forthcoming. They only became aware because of the survey. So only a quarter of the people who need to comply with this law knew about the law to begin with. And then of the quarter, 41% were unsure whether it even applied to them. So it, it was quite eye-opening, again, just given how big this reporting obligation is, how many companies are going to be touched by it. It was eye-opening to see how little awareness there was in the market. How does CT Corporation support this process? Yeah, so we're going to be supporting our customers with this obligation, right? So, you know, whether you are a small business that needs to file on their own, whether you are a private equity firm with multiple entities and need to be thinking about how do I manage all of these entities, or you're a law firm and you need a way of handling what is pretty sensitive information, right? You're collecting uh, personally identifiable information and you're concerned about holding that. Um, those are all different use cases and we're creating solutions specific for those use cases. So CT Corp uh, is committed to helping our client, our customers with this with this compliance obligation in a way that fits their needs. What are the consequences for non-compliance? So there are pretty stiff penalties for non-compliance. The law states that violators risk harsh civil and criminal penalties, including hefty fines, possible time behind bars. Um, to be more specific, they are subject to civil penalties of up to $500 per day. The violation continues and criminal fines up to $10,000 and imprisonment for up to two years or both. So these are pretty serious um, penalties. So, you know, this isn't kind of a compliance obligation people can just ignore. Where should law firms begin? Step one is really understanding what role they want to play in this reporting requirement. We have heard from some firms that they don't want to play any role at all, that this is super scary, and they mostly just want to hand the information off to their end client that they need to report, and then tell their end client that's what they need to do, and tell their client, hey, why don't you use CT Corp to file this report, but they want to have a more hands-off approach. Some firms want to play a more active approach, where they want to handhold their clients through this event be that advisor and ensure that they stay compliant. Step one is making that decision, what role they want to play. And again, because it's so tightly linked to the formation event, it may have implications for your ongoing formation. If you are helping companies form, then what role do you want to play in that formation and then in the beneficial ownership? So lots of big decisions on what role they want to play in this new obligation, but also how it affects their ongoing motion of helping companies form. So that's step one. And step two is engaging their clients. So starting to reach out to their clients, starting to let them know, 
and engaging their end clients about what support they need. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Ross Aronowitz, the vice president for the law firm segment at CT Corporation within the financial and corporate compliance division of Walter Skluer. Ross, thanks so very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.